I'm Ben Amos. Join me as we dive deep into how some of the best in business, marketing, content creation, and education wield powerful and effective stories to engage audiences and drive action. Welcome to Engage With Story. My grandfather wasn't a filmmaker, but he made films, lots of them. Armed with his 8mm film camera and his motorbike, he would take off around Australia apparently for days and sometimes weeks at a time, documenting his travels and shooting film, sometimes without my grandmother even knowing where he was going. And these reels and reels of 8mm film, they weren't just left sitting around. Now that stuff wasn't cheap at the time, so Pop taught himself how to edit. And yep, I'm talking about editing film here. So we're talking about cutting with a blade and splicing with sticky tape and piece by piece adding shots together to create the final home video. He even added title sequences, filming carefully hand-lettered pages and splicing these shots in. Now, when my dad and uncles came along, I guess Pop's motorcycle film adventure days were mostly behind him. So his camera turned to the kids. Trips to the beach, playing in the front yard of their suburban 1950s family home, learning to ride bikes and family birthdays and events became the new subjects of his stories. Now, one of these stories that particularly stands out for me was titled Family Tea and was little more than a collection of moments filmed one Sunday afternoon around the family living room, dining table and backyard. As I look back on Family Tea, I see shots of my dad as an eight-year-old boy waving dorkishly at the camera and my grandmother busy preparing Sunday lunch. My uncles as kids kicking a ball around and pointing at things as my pop directed from behind the lens. A treasured moment in the 1950s that I, I never saw, I never witnessed, but still has an impact for me today. Not only that, but 30 years on, soon after my dad bought his chunky VHS video camera, we soon had Family T2 on tape. This time, it's me dorkishly waving as an eight-year-old and my brother and sister doing various things on our random Sunday afternoon at home as kids. You see, family histories are more than just memories. The best memories are moments captured in time and not just a collection of random images or videos, but an event, a retelling or a story. And this is why I wanted to bring today's guest on Engage With Story. My guest today has had a video production career working on everything from TV commercials and short films to filming corporate events and conferences and even sketch comedy. Despite this, he says the videos he's most proud of are the videos he creates with his kids. Not fancy videos shot on expensive equipment, but simple videos telling their story and reminding him of what the kids were like when they were little. Now, as a result, he's founded Our Family Film School, an online community that teaches everyday people how to shoot and edit amazing videos of their family with their mobile devices. Now, I think you'll agree, we really should be doing so much more with all that video content we've got stored in our camera rolls. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about here, right? So in today's interview, we explore how technology has made it so easy to capture video of our family, how awesome this is, and how much of a problem this causes. 
how storytelling can play an important role in creating family video that people actually want to watch. We share some top tips for using your smartphone to film and edit great video of your family. And we dive in to how these skills can really lead to long lasting benefits for you, your family, and even your business. Now, I loved this chat, and I'm very pleased to bring to you Luke Brown from Our Family Film School. All right, Luke, thank you for your time on Engage With Story podcast today. It's awesome to have you here because we're going to be taking a bit of a a different angle for storytelling than we tend to take with Engage With Story. And um, I've kind of hinted at that somewhat in the introduction there. But before we get too deep into it, I want our listeners to hear a little bit more about your story. What got you into your passion for video and storytelling and particularly family videos? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Ben. So my story is I've always been passionate about video, but what drove me into video was that I was even more passionate about comedy. And I always wanted to get into comedy. Obviously, it didn't work out, but um, I saw video as a means of getting closer to that goal. So I studied video at university, worked for corporate video companies, doing everything from producing videos on cow mastitis uh, and John Deere tractors through to being harnessed outside of helicopters on Hamilton Island, shooting race week and doing large corporate events and conferences. Uh, During that time, I've done a fair bit of multimedia and digital marketing as well. But uh, how I moved on to our family film school and, you know, teaching people how to tell their family story was that I sort of look back at, at becoming a parent, you know, I was creating all these videos for my kids and all the other parents were saying, oh, that's amazing. You know, you've, you've got such great things to share with the kids when they're older. Um, so there was that. But for me, the real catalyst was my son's seventh birthday. I, we recreated the Rogue One, uh, Star Wars Rogue One trailer with him and all of his friends in front of a green screen. And I shot it, I edited it there and I played it back at the event and got a standing ovation by about 20 kids. And I thought, wow, there's, there's something here. I've got to sort of work on that further. So that's where I've ended up. Yeah, and that's awesome. I, um, I have a bit of a, a, a problem at home with my wife because as a filmmaker, as a video producer, I often get into trouble for not doing enough video of our actual kids. We've got obviously a lot on our devices you know they're on both of our devices but you know and I've done the occasional birthday video here and there but man the idea of uh putting together a rogue one trailer at a kid's birthday party good props to you mate that's awesome yeah Yeah, thanks I must admit it was probably the most stressful time of my life when when you're sitting there trying to edit and you've got 20 kids coming up to you going is it ready yet is it ready yet yet?" Uh, it was it was pretty tough uh, I can imagine. So look, it, it really seems you're on a bit of a mission, eh? Like it seems that you're, I guess, fighting against that, that, that problem of, of so much content on our devices. That's not, we're not doing anything with. So tell us more about that kind of what, what's this problem and, and what can we do about it? Sure. And I, I agree totally that that is the issue. Creating videos is now easier than it ever used to be. Like I look back on when uh, my grandfather used to make videos of us at his at family Christmases back in the eighties and, you know, running around with a high eight video camera, you know, then trying to edit that and put that into a format that was shareable was really hard. And these days we all have, you know, the best video tool ever created in our pocket. You can shoot, you can edit, you can watch and you can broadcast all on the one device. So that's good, but it also means we're overwhelmed with content. So my mission is to try and get people to, to think about the content that they're capturing and create it into family video stories. So not everything that you're capturing, because obviously there's a place for taking photos and sharing it on Facebook, but there's a lot of, as a parent that, that are really important memories that you don't necessarily want to have on Facebook. 
Um, and if you don't do anything with them, if you don't turn them into something meaningful, they just end up like a, a collection of random files, video and photo files on your phone that just grows and grows and grows over the years and you change phones, it gets all mixed up. And what, what's going to happen in 10 years time? You know, when you want to look back on your toddler running around the backyard, how are you going to find those assets? How are you going to review that and, and show your child what life for them was like growing up? So that's, that's my mission. I try to create a bit of a movement in the sense that, you know, enabling people or giving them some of the basic skills that I've learned through my career in video production and also as a parent to create events, to capture content, edit it together, create a family video story, put it in a library, put it somewhere where it's safe, where you can review it again in, in years to come. I know one of the greatest things we love doing as a family is just sitting down and rewatching some of the memories that we've captured from when, you know, my kids are eight and six now, looking back at the videos of them when they were two and three. It's just it's such a great thing to have. Yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting when you think about the technology as empowering us to make it so much easier to capture these memories. Like I, I look through my iPhone, you know, photo camera roll and, you know, there's day-to-day memories of, of our kids who we've got a three and a, and a six-year-old daughters and, you know, so many, so many precious memories captured day-to-day, but I think there's that pro of, you know, being able to capture it so easily, but then there's that negative of they're just in that device and we don't yeah, really the, share them. It, you're right. You're totally right. It's the best thing and the worst thing about it because it's so easy to capture content. You capture content and, um, you know, you fill up your phone with all of this content. And as I said before, if you don't do anything with it, then the more and more content you get over time, the harder it is to do something with it and the less likely you are to ever do anything with it until you get to a stage in 10, 15 years time where you can't open those files anyway. Um, you know, both you and me have worked in video long enough to remember the tape days. And I don't know about you, but I've got a cupboard full of tapes uh, and I can't even play them back now. So I'd hate for that to happen with my family video stories as well. Yeah. I mean, and I've spent, uh, you know, many hours uh, capturing eight millimeter video tape or video films um, of my grandfather's into a, a DVD format just to capture those memories and not let them fade away and disappear. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there's so much content captured now. Like, I think it's even more important than it's ever been. Yeah, exactly. I was to, I've got my parents staying with me at the moment and I was talking to my dad about this last night and he said, you know, uh, looking back on my youth growing up, I think I've got about 12 photos of me from my entire childhood that I can look back on. And, you know, kids these days, it's terabytes of content. It's just a totally different world. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, to compound the problem even further is we've got so much content of our kids where it's so easy to capture. You know, I think we've all been in that situation where, um, you know, we've sat down and boring slideshow presentation and where, you know, it's like baby photo after baby photo after baby photo, or here's all my holiday photos uploaded to Facebook in one giant album, which no one is ever going to watch. You know, how, how do we decide or how do we, I guess, use story, which is, you know, the purpose of this podcast here. How do we use story to tell, to, to make engaging content from those yeah, look, family memories? I, I couldn't agree more. We've all been to those terrible slide nights. I know they don't exist in the slide format anymore, but I, I sort of have a rule within my course that, you know, if you're creating content, you've got to create it for the audience. So as a parent, I'm quite happy to sit there and watch hours and hours of content of my own kids doing cute things. But if someone else wants to show me hours and hours of their kids uh, doing cute, well, what they see is cute things. And I guess they are cute things. I get bored after about five minutes. So my rule is that if you're creating something to share online of your kids, 
have it no longer than three minutes. Um, that's sort of a good benchmark. And also too, with mobile, you don't want to be creating content that's hours and hours long because, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a powerful device, but it's still on mobile. So think about your audience. Um, think about who you're going to show this content to think about, think about it in the sense that not only are you going to be showing this to your kid after you've made this little you know, video of them, but you're going to show it to them in 10 years time. You might be creating something that you want to show at the kids 21st. So with all storytelling, think about who's actually going to see it and craft your content so that it does, it does what, what you want it to do. Um, but the general rule with, with everything with video and it applies to family video stories and corporate video and TVCs and everything is less is more. And, and that's something that I really hit home in the course that the more con not only from an audience engagement point of view, but the more content you capture, the harder it is for you to edit and the less likely it is that you'll ever do anything with it. So think about your audience. Yeah. And what role do you think you've touched on it a little bit there, but what role do you think storytelling or story plays in creating that content in a way that people want to watch? Sure. So I, um, story with family videos. So you create a story, so a subject that you're going to, uh, sorry, I guess I'd probably reframe that. So you create your story, you create a video about a particular story. So you don't just get all of the content on your device and jam it all together and create a big mashup. You focus on something like might be your child's first birthday. It might be a trip to the zoo. It might be a little movie that you're making at home. Um, it might be a wildlife documentary. It might be, you know, numerous, numerous examples, examples, but you have to give your video a focus. If you give it a focus, it's about a particular thing. Then you have a story to tell about that particular thing. So the zoo example, you know, you might take a shot of the front of the zoo. You might take a couple of shots of your kid engaging with the animals at the end, and then you'll take a shot at the end. So you're crafting a story out of that particular event. So I, I really think that with this mobile, you know, producing content for family video stories, it's great to focus on an event because an event is a story. So would you suggest that people go into capturing content with that story in mind, or is it the other way around where they look at the content they've captured and try and pull a story together? What's, what's the best way to approach that? I tend to think you're best to go in with a story in mind for this type of stuff because you want to get it done as quickly as possible. So with the birthday party, the story is, you know, little, my daughter Maggie had a birthday party. It was lots of fun and everyone came and that's, that's the content that you want to have because you want to tell that story. You go and capture content that helps you tell that story. So that's the kids arriving at the party, you know, playing a couple of games, uh, her blowing out the cake, her friends cheering. And then there you go. You've got a nice little package or a nice little story. I guess it's, you know, to use a, an analogy of a Hollywood film, you don't go out there and just without a plan and just go and shoot willy nilly and then, you know, try and stick it together into an engaging Hollywood film. That's never going to work. People get that. But, you know, when we're, you know, aiming to capture moments with our family, we tend to just pull the camera out and point it at whatever's in front of us. Well, that, that, that is true. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're working with children. And if you use the zoo example as well, you're working with animals, which are two of the big no's in video production. And believe me, I've had some interesting moments doing stuff with kids, but you're right. You don't always know what you're going to get when you point a camera at a kid. Uh, one of the activities that I've done a lot with, with my kids and other kids is creating little mini films where we'll sit down and we'll write a story and have different characters. And it's a bit of an involved process, but some of the stuff that they come up with and some of the stuff that they do on camera is so far removed from the story that we'd originally intended to create. But in itself, that's kind of telling the story because it's showing them as little individuals and, and the characters that they are. So you're right. It is a hard one. You never know what you're going to get, but as long as you've got something that's nice, short, sharp, and that tells a story, you'll have a great video to look back on in years time. Yeah. Hey, where do you think parents struggle most in this area? Like I think, like we've said, you know, it's, it's easy enough to capture it, 
But yeah. where do people struggle most? Is it in technically putting something together, so the editing process, or is it more figuring out what to put together and how to put it together? Yeah, I think I think uh, one of the hard things about video in compared to photography is it's always been hard to edit. And that's because, you know, you'd shoot on one device, you'd have to get it off that device, get it onto a computer and sit there for hours and hours and edit. I think with mobile phones, if you're shooting on mobile and editing on mobile, that's been solved. It is, you know, if you've used iMovie on your, your you know, late model uh, iPhone, it is absolutely amazing. You can get a couple of shots, drag them together, trim them, split them put in some photos, put in some free background music and um, you're done. You've got a video that you can put onto YouTube, put onto Facebook or just save as a video file, put it onto your TV. I think, I think it's so much easier to edit than it ever used to be. Um, so we did a, we went overseas to Italy recently and um, I made it a mission um, to create a video every two days. So we'd go to a, like Rome, for example, and I'd get a couple of shots of the sites, uh, you know, of the fountains of the, of the Colosseum, a couple of photos, stitch it together and make a little two minute video. And I did that while I was sitting on the train or, you know, just back at the hotel at night. And now because I did that, we have a series of five little videos that tell the story of our holiday. And it's, it's amazing because the kids are in amazing places, seeing amazing things. And we've already looked at those three or four times. So I think, I think you're right. Um, there is that whole bombarded with content. What do I do? And, you know, if you get a bit of knowledge about what to do and, and the right approach to take to capturing content, um, that helps improve things. The advancement in editing technology on mobile makes it really, really easy. Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, a big question mark in people's minds is how viable is it really to be, you know, editing video on the device that you're shooting it on, whether it be an iPad or an iPhone or a Samsung device, what Android device. Um, you know, and what you're saying is that the technology and the apps that are available are just, they're fully capable editing apps now. Yeah. Yeah. From a, you know, from a video producer's, you know, point of view with the background that I had, you know, I used to use avid editing with multi-tracks and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And that's, I still need to do that for corporate video, but for the stories of my family, I don't need multi-layer videos. I just need to be able to go, I'll get a video clip. I want to make that shorter. I want to make it shorter. I want to put the sound up. Okay. And I want this photo to come in afterwards drag and drop and you're just crafting a story out of, you know, a series of maybe 10 video clips. You can do that really easily on a mobile now. And as we all know with technology, that's only going to get better and better and better with each generation of, of your phone or your tablet. Yeah. Well, let's go into that a little bit further. And I, I want to pick your brains for the benefit of the listeners about, sure. you know, what are, I guess your top three tips or top three um, pieces of advice or that you can share to help us, create better family videos or any family videos with our phones? Sure. So uh, my top tips, and I've kind of mentioned them already, less is always more. Uh, it would be the first one. Uh, the second one would be to um, create an event. So as we said, have a focus. So as you said, you know, you can go and, you know, get all the content that you've got over the year and craft together. That's fine. That, that's a focus. But I find the best videos that I create are going, oh, I'm just going to film for this particular time during the birthday party, then I'll cut it together. And then I've got a nice little video about this event. And that's easy. It's achievable. And it still creates a really long lasting memory. And the last one that just drives me insane is when I see people filming in portrait mode rather than landscape. Uh, because uh, as you know, we should know that when you film in portrait mode, it makes your video skinny. And if you ever play it back on a TV, it'll have big black bars on the side. And I think that's something that will really date the videos that have been shot 
uh, during the time that we've had kids is that most of them will have big black bars on the side. Uh, yeah, you know, apart from that, you know, um, I, you know, thinking about audio, thinking about lighting, there's a lot of more technical things, which is a bit hard to go over in a podcast, but, um, you just need to have an, you know, an awareness of what the video that you're shooting is going to look like when you edit together and getting in and having a play, um, will make a big difference to that. Yeah, that's awesome. Really simple, I guess, practical advice that people can think about to, to start doing better here. Um, yeah. Before, just as a, as a last thing I want to explore with you is, is how do you think uh, using storytelling in this way to, to create great memories and, and great stories and videos of your, of your children, how do you think that that might have an impact on people looking to use storytelling or video in business? Yeah, well, I think that... Um it's the same process really, isn't it? You know, you're, you're creating a story with a beginning and a middle and end and, and, and the story of your family, you know, getting in there and filming the kids, the skills that you develop doing that are certainly going to cross over to, um, to your business as well. And as we all know, video is absolutely killing it online. It's such a great way to engage with your brand. Um, you know, so many businesses that I'm doing consulting work with now are just like, we need video, we need video, we need video. So mobile is a good option for a lot of companies that don't have the big budget. Um, and just want to create content to, you know, feed social media and, and get the message out. So I think that you certainly aren't wasting your time capturing amazing videos of your kids. Um, because, you know, not only is that the most important story you have to tell as a parent, but the skills that you pick up, um, and the experience is going to cross over into your career really well as well too. Yeah. And it's all about the story, isn't it? So of course it is. I just want to actually just throw one more question at you because please, please we do. talked before about, you know, how important it is to not only create these great stories, but not to lose them. Yeah. What, how does that work in a digital world? Like, are we, are you recommending that people um, upload them to the cloud or make sure that they're in multiple hard drives around the house? It's, or it's, it, as, always, <laughs> as always, it's a combination of everything. It's not having a box in your, you know, in your roof where you keep all your tapes. Like, like I've, I was doing for there. It's about, um, you know, not only, going through the content that you have on your device and consolidating it and getting rid of stuff that you're never going to use. Um, I, I really recommend using systems like iCloud to back up the content that you have. Cause if you lose it, you've, you've lost it. You can't get it back. It's not like still having photos somewhere uh, like digital, sorry, actual printed photos. So I, I recommend, yeah, using iCloud to back up the media on your device. I recommend having USB keys. Uh, I know we have one that lives in the back of our TV um, and that has all of our family video stories on there. So not only does it mean that it's, it's not on a computer and it's unlikely to get destroyed, it, it means that we can access them and use them anytime we want. So it's, it's yeah, as I said, it's a combination of a couple of things. It's, it's up, having it in the cloud, it's having physical versions and it's having another physical version that you give to the grandparents for them to look after as well. Yeah, awesome. All good, all good advice. Can you tell us a little bit about our family film school? What, what are you offering there and, and what benefit is that to potentially listeners of Engage With Story? Sure. So um, I've always sort of consulted in the, the video production uh, using your mobile to create uh, videos for your business space. But I thought that something that no one was doing, as I said before, was helping parents how to do it. So our family film school is an online course that teaches parents how to create videos of their kids, uh, going over a lot of the stuff that I've talked about today, but also we've got activities in there. So as I said, using events to capture great footage. So I've got a great activity in there, which is how to make a wildlife documentary with the kids. So you know, getting them to do a little intro, getting them to go around the backyard, taking photos and videos of the animals they can find, or if you're at a zoo, and then uh, putting it together uh, and creating a little video that you can then share. So the course is all about uh, all about 
you know, how to do the everyday video tasks as parents we want to do. I know tonight my kids are at the school concert and I know filming that on mobile is a tough gig. So, um, yeah, I've got advice about that as well. Yeah. Awesome. And as a parent, you know, it really resonates with me and you know, as a parent and, and a filmmaker, it surprisingly maybe to some listeners resonates with, with me even more because you're not going to take your, your main cameras, your expensive gear to yeah. every family family do, you know, yeah, you look a bit silly if you do. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got the power in our pockets. We just need to use it and use it with a, with a plan and with some advice. So, um, you know, I recommend everyone check out our family film school. Where can we find out more about you and our family film school? Luke? Sure. So the best places would be go to the, our family film school website, which is just ourfamilyfilmschool.com. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn uh, and Instagram and uh, you can always check us out on Facebook as well. Excellent. And all the links will be in the show notes. As usual, everyone, over at engagevideomarketing.com slash podcast. Luke, thanks for your time. It's been fun. It has been lots of fun. And thanks again to Luke Brown from ourfamilyfilmschool.com. Remember my dad and grandfather's cinematic classics, Family T1 and 2? Well, after that interview with Luke today, I'm more inspired than ever to get Family T3 happening before the kids are all grown up. And that's where I'll leave you for today. But I encourage you to take action on this podcast. What resonated with you? How are you making use of all that video content on your smartphone right now? Now let me know what action you're taking next. Hit me up on Twitter or Insta at Engage underscore Ben. And if you're loving what you've heard with Engage With Stories so far, please, I'd really appreciate any ratings and reviews over on iTunes. And I've made it really easy for you to find. Simply go to engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes now thanks always for listening I'll be back at with you next week but for now a quote to end the show and I quote if you want a happy ending that depends of course on where you stop your story that was Orson Welles alright guys see you next time for another Engage With Story <laughs>